Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, and welcome to Shama Speak. So today I'll be talking about just the world and life through a 14-year-old's eyes, or through my 14-year-old. I mean, <laughs> or through my eyes. And some 14 years old, I understand things. And I'm just going to say, like, how I see the world and through my perspective since I'm 14, or how the average 14-year-old sees things. But before I start, I'm going to say a prayer, but I'm going to greet my mom because she just came to the house, so I'll be right back.
Okie doke. I'm back. I was, oh my, I was just greeting my mom in the house. Because she had just walked in. So, as I was saying before, before, as I was saying before I left, before we get into our program, or what are we going to be speaking on today? I'm going to be saying a prayer. I'm going to make everybody look bow their heads and close their eyes. Heavenly Father, I know, Lord Jesus, that you are my Lord and my King, and you intercede for me. You are a loving and forgiving God, and I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for all my sins and any unforgiveness that I may have in my heart. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for not always making you a priority in my life. I know you are strong, and I need your help. I'm being tempted to do things that are not good for me. Give me strength to say no to these pressures that are being placed upon me. Help me to find good and godly things to keep me busy in place of the things that my friends want me to do in. You are my strength, Lord. I know, Lord, that you understand all the temptations that face teenagers today and what it will under and what it will take to keep me from being lured in the wrong direction. So Lord I take to keep me from being lured in any direction. So Lord I trust in you to know my heart and keep me from these worldly traps. Help me, Lord, to receive fully with understanding your word, so that when my faith is tested, my endurance has a chance to grow. I know that you will guide me along the right pathway for my life and that you will advise me and watch over me. I know, Lord, that you are my counselor and that I should always depend on you. I am in need of your guidance. I don't know what to do. Tell me to do what you want done in all situations that I as a teenager must face. Please, Lord, put godly people in my path. Okay, put godly people in my path and show me the steps I need to take. I know, Lord, that there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. As you said in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. I ask you, Lord, to help me find the kind of Christian friends that will be closer than a brother. Help me, Lord, to be the kind of friend to others that I would want for myself. Open my eyes to see the good qualities in people around me. There are so many questions that I need to ask, and I am torn between finding the truth and having a good time and keeping my friends. I want to do the right thing instead of wearing a mask and being a phone just to be popular. Heavenly Father, I ask for you to show me your face when I feel like giving up. Remind me of your unconditional love when I seem to have no hope in me. I know, Lord, that you will continue the battle for me when I can't. I want to learn to hang on to you and go to you when I am going in the wrong direction. Help me to keep my thoughts on you when I become weak. Help me to continue to praise you during these low times. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for reaching down into my world and drawing me close to you. Thank you for allowing me to soak up your strength during moments like these. I thank you, Lord, for never giving up on me, even when I've given up on myself. Make me into the worst wild person you destined me to be. 
Teach me to know your will for my life and to be obedient to you. Do not let anything, Lord, interfere with your destiny for my life. I know you have a great plan for me. Help me to find it. I praise you, Lord, for the comfort that you bring by just listening to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Selah. So, that was my prayer. Now, I'm just going to start off talking about us teenagers. We see things in a lot of different ways, like how y'all adults might see it, we see it differently. Especially when it comes to school-wise. So, for example, this is, I'm going to talk about how us teenagers see things, you know, first in school. So, how y'all adults see us, we see you guys different. Like, you guys might be all like, I see you as my child that I teach you new things every day. And then as teenagers, we see y'all as people who torture us day and day with homework, with homework and people that just don't like us. <laughs> that was a joke if you didn't catch it. That was a joke, but some, some teenagers, they, they do that. Well, me, personally, I think teachers are, there are certain teachers that are just like, they're just so extra, to be honest. But not all teachers. Like, you know, we all had that, like, one teacher, even adults, when they were younger, they had that one teacher that they loved. Then that other teacher that, when they got to their class, they was just like, oh, my God. This, oh, I got to see this teacher again. Oh, Oh, and you just dreadly walk through the hallway like you were going to take the walking walk of shame to the dungeon. And then there's a teacher where we can't wait to go to that class. Like, the teacher, we just feel like, that class is fun. You should switch to that class. So, yeah, that's, you know. And then, like, drama. Like, there's always, so the adults, they see the drama in schools, like the adults and principals. That's the drama in schools, they see it as, we're too young to be going through that. Like, we're too young to be going through the things that, you know, like, we some teenagers, they just feel emotionally bound. It's like World War Three. But it's also like, you're only 14, you're only 15, you're only 16, you're only 13. You're not old enough to be going through that many problems. Like, come on now. Now, adults, they see it like that. But us, we're like, the whole world's going to end. I might as well just jump off the Empire State Building, you know. No, no, nothing, you know, to live for. But, no, this. Welcome, Texas. I'm going to unmute you so that you may be able to say something. 
Okay. Greetings, Texas. Would you like to say anything before I continue? No, we're just waiting and listening, please. Okay, Doctor. Well, I'm gonna mute you again because unless you can keep the line quiet, I'm gonna have to mute you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. So as I was saying, like for the adults, they might see it as we're like 13, 14, 15, 16. We're too young to be going through the things that we think we're going through, and then through our eyes, we're just like. Man, the whole world's finna end, y'all. Y'all make a hole for me. I'm finna finna get buried in it. That's how we might see it. Or we're just like, oh, too much. It's too much stuff. Like, some of us, we be going through things that it seems like the adults be going through. Like, a whole episode of drama. And them drama TV shows and stuff. That's how it be feeling sometimes. But I don't really be going through that because... You know, usually I don't go through that because I don't really have any problems. I'm just fine, just, you know, just sitting here like it's all good. But they'd be over there, they'd be over there, they'd be like, oh, my boyfriend just broke up with me and all of that and stuff. And then we're like, you know, the adults are just like, uh. Uh, boyfriend, can can you say that again? Uh, I I don't think you. Boyfriend, um, how are you? You're turning thirteen, right? You know, nowadays we we get older and we see that we're supposed to have more freedom, but sometimes too much freedom is bad because the parents. The parents, they might be like, oh, well, I'm just giving my child a little bit of freedom since they're older now. The more freedom that the child is given, then the more trouble that they can get into. But that's just different children. Like, for me, um, I'm good, you know. I'm good. I'm, I'm grateful for the freedom that I do have. But for some of them, the little freedom that they get, they try to run off and do things that they're not supposed to do. And then the fighting. So in my school, there's there's fighting. There's fights. Like if there's no way to settle it, it's gonna we gonna have to squabble. Gonna have to get dodging and weeping and stuff. Cause that's that's how the te- us teenagers we settle problems nowadays. Like oh she said this about me or oh he took he took what I had or something like that. It's you better fight to get it. That's how it is. The first one to claim it is going to keep it or else the other person beats them to it or beats them up to it. So that that's why. So the adult eyes, they're like, y'all just so crazy. Why are y'all fighting? Like, you're fighting over simple stuff. But for us, just taking lunch food, where the, like, lunch food off their plate, 
a whole war a whole war from finna happen. It's the biggest problem since taxes came. It's a bigger problem since taxes were invented. That's that's what we think. We're just like over here like you know what? We we finna start fighting because now I haven't gotten to fight and I'm happy because I'm just a real peaceful person. Unless, you know, sometimes, some, you know, I get into arguments, but I don't, I don't throw hands. I mean, if the hands were meant to be thrown, you have to throw them. You know, you know what I'm saying. But I don't throw hands because I don't get into, I get into arguments, but my arguments don't be that severe till I have to fight somebody over something simple. Like, you know, if somebody stole the color, something like that, because I'm in art class and people be stealing colors, and it's just so messed up. Like, y'all can't, y'all can't buy your own colors. So y'all stealing the art teacher's colors that she paid for. Sometimes they just do that, and they step on them, and sometimes they bite them. And it's like, y'all just so immature. So... Now it's time for the world's things. It's time to talk about how we see the world. So, for a Christian's home, for a Christian home, for the uh, for the average Christian parent's point of view, the world they see it as a destructive thing that could lead their child into harm's way, and that could lead them to a place that they don't want to be in. For the child, it depends on if the child actually does, you know, reads the Bible and studies it. Then they probably they see it as, you know, poverty needs to go, world hunger needs to go, everything, you know, everything bad, disease needs to go. But for the Christian parents, you know, like I said, the education parents, but for the Christian child, sometimes they always be like the preacher's child is all usually the worst ones because, you know, they're like, since the parents are so strict, they're like, oh, well, I'm finna do whatever I want to do or something. But that's for, that's for, that's what they say, you know. No, it's not true, though. For somebody's children, it's true. But I'm I'm the good, I'm good. I'm a great child. I'm not good. I'm great. So they might be all like, "Oh, for the world, I guess all of them are okay." They they say that Chris, they say that Christians, the celebrities, they go to church. Oh, you know, they're still good. They're good to idolize. That's what they usually think. And for the parents' point of view, the the average parents, they're like. Oh, all these criminals need to go, and I don't think that this is right, and I don't think that this is right. For the average child or average teen, they're like, they see the world as, well, I mean, crimes are bad and stuff, and, like, crimes are bad and poverty is bad and all of that is bad, but, like, what about this football game y'all are supposed to take me to? I mean, let's just put all this bad stuff aside and think about me for a second. Or in a girl's point of view. I mean, this 
is a really, you know, situation that we're talking about on the news, guys. But uh, have y'all thought about that new dress y'all said y'all was going to get me? Or the new J's that just came out and y'all said y'all was going to buy? Yeah, because most, like, like, children and teens have a tendency to put themselves before others. And some teens, they've been able, they're able to overcome that selfishness thing. And you're probably like, well, you're talking about other teens, you're talking about yourself individually. Like, are you hiding something? No. There's nothing to hide. Because, I mean, I could sit up here and just, sugarcoat everything and say, oh, it's all Lottie Dottie and lollipops and rainbows and stuff. But, you know, the truth comes to light. And we've all hid something before. And then it's been recovered. Like once, when I was younger, I would always try to hide, like, food under my bed and stuff like that and seats under my bed. And then one day my dad had pulled my bed up. I was at least like 10 or something. And he saw all the junk under my bed. Like food wrappers, candy wrappers, because he told me I'm not supposed to be eating candy. So he found that and he was all like, well, you already know the punishment. So I was about. And I'm not saying, you know, the belt is good all the time because we all don't like whooping. The belt's not good all the time. But if you did something really extra bad, I mean, you don't have to get it. So is there any questions before I continue so I can answer them? Is there any questions? Texas, you on the line? No questions? Is there any questions before I continue? Um, well, then, you know, it looked like it was 827. I was like, the time is going by fast, but it's 807. I think your eyes probably playing tricks on you, right? No, because that's how the average team usually sees. Well, I'm talking about the time. Yeah, you 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 right. I mean, you you uh, teenagers, y'all don't ever think that uh, you're gonna get caught up, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I'm so proud of you, and I'm so blessed to have Shama to uh, tell it like it is. You know, I mean, you know. The Bible says that an open confession is good for the soul, you know, and it tells us, you understand me, that when we when we do things and we and we uh, hold our sin, we cover our sin. But if we want to be delivered from our sin, then we, you understand me, we share in ways to overcome. Because we all must overcome this world. This world, it, it don't have our future in this world. So, yes, ma'am, I heard you. Do you have any questions? Yeah, my question is, uh, uh, what's the suggestion to discipline now since that uh, 
if you discipline your child uh, uh, with the belt or a switch and they find out about it in school, they're going to arrest you. So do you think that's fair that the child go and uh, show themselves to the teacher or maybe use the, the, the parent and spank the child with the switch and they got switch marks on their arm and then the teacher called the authorities? What, what you, what's your take on that? What you think about that? Well, I think that it's very, very unnecessary because I understand that sometimes we need to get whooped or something. And, you know, there's always lashes. But if the lashes are very indented, like, till there's a scar from, like, the bleeding and stuff, because I know because I've got whooped up before and I ended up with a little, you know, laceration. But, it, you know, it goes away because it's not that, it's not like, you know, because the skin heals up quickly. But if it's like one of them, you know, kind of whippings to where you're bleeding from, you know, and I'm not talking about a little blood coming from a scratch. I'm talking about like freaking slave marks, you know. I'm talking about slave marks. Like, like not that bad, but a little bit, you know, like if you're getting abused. I mean, now. Well, now they, now they, they just look at it if there's any kind of little mark, you know, then they mark that against the parent and it caused the child to leave their parent's home and who knows where they go from there. They call it foster home. I mean, like, the okay, so you could tell when a child's been whipped because they did something wrong and when a child's been whipped because they just always get a whipping and they're scared to come home. Like, the teachers don't call a child if they're just like, Oh, because the child, they're not going to be dumb enough to be all like, tell the teacher, oh, I got a whipping because my parents are abusing me. They'll most likely be like, oh, I got that because I got a whipping because that last phone call, when you called home, that was my second phone call that week. So my my parents whipped me because they said that was my punishment. There's a difference from that and the child saying, they whipped me and, and I can't go back home, I'm scared. You know, then the the teachers will call the parents for that. But if it feels just like the first one and I got open because of the punishment that my parents had already warned me and stuff. Like, that's what I would do. Like, if I got a whipping one day and then I had a scratch from it and my teacher saw it, and then they're like, oh, what happened? I'll be like, well, you know, that was the second phone call I had got that week, last week, and I had got a whooping for it because, you know, that was my consequence, so that's what happened. So the teacher. They 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 know when the child's been abused. Like they they can look at the child's eyes and tell. Yeah, you're right. But then, what about those loving families that's dead because their children they took their cell phone, they didn't give them the car, they didn't give them allowance, and they killed their mommy and daddy. Because, um, you know, you I'm not not to be racist or anything, but usually that that was the that usually. You know, when you look in those movies you, about the you, children that are brats and stuff, or those children on TV shows, they're, they're usually they're usually um, not really black. You see, because we they started the African Americans started whipping their children because you know back in slave days and they used to whip us for being punished. I guess one day a person was all like whipping their child because. They got mad enough, and they're like, you know, my child been doing good. So, the generation to generation, whippings became known. 
and it's been getting the child straight. And for those children that have been that killed their parents for taking their phones and stuff, it's probably because the child is at least in their teen years, and the parents just now decided to put order in their life. Like they're probably like, um, you're not going to get your phone back for an hour, and the child's like, oh well, it's okay, mom, you got me an iPod. But then right when the child, when the parent tries to take a stand and be like, no phone, no TV, no nothing. The child's like, oh, how dare you speak to me that way? Now you decide to take order? You haven't been doing that for the last 14 years of my life. So they're like, okay, I see how it is. No phone for me, no life for you. I get my phone back and you don't get nothing but a six-foot down grave. So the children, they, they usually like, and it's the parents' fault because you should have been taking order and whipping the child's butt since they was young. But then now they got older and they became um, just discombobulated and stuff. You want to take order. So whose fault would that be? The parent. Because they just now decided to take order in the child's life. Any other questions? I believe I believe you answered well. You you made it very very clear that you know if a child is in danger of uh, uh, being abused, that even a child itself, you know, they, the teacher could look. And uh, not all uh, punishment, uh, all uh, uh, whippings, spankings, chastisement, whatever the parent is doing. It's brutality because, you know, if that's the case, then they probably would lock up grandma and, and my mama now because, you know, we were whipped, you understand me, to the point that we didn't do the same thing over and over and over again. You know, we noodle, we slip and not wash dishes sometimes and go to sleep or something like that, you know. But uh, uh, enough punishment, you know, the right way. Cause, you know, even the word of God, it says, you know, spare the rod or spoil a child. It should beat him with a rod of iron. It won't kill him. And, you know, I mean, you, you have to think about uh, police brutality compared to the, child, to, to the child. And see, that's what they want. They don't want the parent to condition the child to do the right thing. The teachers in school, they tell the children, oh, you don't have to call me Miss Jones. You can just call me Cheryl, named Cheryl Jones. So you don't have to call me Miss Jones. But the child been taught to say Miss. Sir, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And then the child go home to their parents saying the same thing, you know. Instead of calling their mama uh, a mama like they used to, they say, uh, Daddy Jean. You know, I mean, they, they've done that before, you know. Not, not, I haven't heard of that many times. The last one I heard was uh, the little girl that went to a birthday party. And uh, she saw how that girl told her mother, uh, no one call you, mother. Just don't on back upstairs. The party is not over. And the mother said, all right, now, you know, tomorrow is school. Or tomorrow is church, whatever it was. Probably was church. And the girl said, yes, mom, you know, just go on back to your room. Well, when that other girl went home to her mom, and her mom told her one day, you know, you need to get on down here and wash these dishes, girl. She 
tell her mother, Mama, I'll wash the dishes when I get to it. And when the child woke up, the child said, where am I at? And they said, you're in the hospital. And they said, where my mama at? Your mother is incarcerated. Mother went to jail because mother gave her a backhand slap and slapped her in the hospital. So she slapped. So she was in, okay, so she had slapped. So the mother had slapped the child unconscious and she was already in the hospital. Yeah, when they, they had to take her to the hospital, you know, to get her to, to, to get her back together. Oh yes, yeah, so the mother had slapped her at home. Yeah, the mother slapped her at home, but they wind up at the hospital with her, talking about where I'm at. <laughs> I remember you when, telling me that story. Hmm? Oh, so I said I remember telling me that story. Say that again. I said I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, I was telling you so that you'll know that some of these parents they don't take that they don't you know they they you know back in our days coming up as children we learn not to be standing in there and grown folks is talking talking about can I have you already know you got all you're gonna have and don't come up in here and tell me can I have if you didn't get it before you don't need it or you won't get it or go ahead on and get it but don't pass through here because grandma and them they'll say excuse me. And they'll hit you for that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. We didn't have to. Uh, we didn't go get locked up in jail, and you know there was police brutality back in those days, and they always did, uh, you know, do what they still do today. You know, for some reason, I, I haven't found that out yet. But I, I do a lot of studying, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading why. But uh, I say to every child. Obey your parents. The Lord will keep you in his peace and righteousness. If you walk outside in disobedience, then there's consequences. Run the red light. Keep running the red lights. Keep drinking and driving. Keep doing all the things you know that's going to cause somebody else, you know, cause you to be in trouble. It's cause somebody else their life, and eventually one day everybody will know that you had a head-on collision, you know, just like the little old lady, the little old lady the other night, Sean. I still ain't found out what was wrong with the man. The man just went zombie-tized. You ain't saw the man, Sean. The man didn't say, but I said, uh, get out. He said, I can't get the door open. I opened the door. He never did get out of the car. He never got out, and by the time his wife made it there, he still was sitting there just staring straight ahead, you know. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason for his accident is maybe he may have had a seizure or something that caused that act, though, that I told her I was coming by. Did they take him to the hospital? Huh? Did they ever take him to yeah, the hospital? hospital? Yeah, they did because because I saw, I saw, well, maybe he got another other call with his wife. I don't know. But his wife was there. I really don't know exactly what happened, but, you know, we've seen some real dangerous things here lately, Shama. And, you know, if you really think about it, it's all because it's all because the world has gotten so wicked to everybody. Hey, 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 hey. 
Everybody is in a rush. Everybody got to get to the store. Everybody got to try to get home and cook and try to get stuff together for work tomorrow. And this used to be this way back, you understand me, when I was your age. When I was 14, life wasn't going this fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ways that the kids have today, they had them then, though. We had uh, a 10-year-old girl, 13-year-old girl, that uh, uh, and boys smoking cigarettes, you know. So, you know, things have always happened and transpired. But the thing about it is, you know, if every individual would take an examination of themselves and begin to look at themselves, then hopefully they may can see that, you know, something is wrong. And once they find out what's wrong, then they can get some directions and they'll know what to do with their life, you know? So that's oh. all I had to say. I thought I would uh, appreciate you calling uh, uh, you a uh, host in the show tonight. Thank you very, very much. It's all good. You're welcome. Yes, yes. So where's Leo? Oh, Leo, he, he's sleeping in the house, Daddy. Like I said, Mama didn't say nothing about him. You must be God God's favor. Either she gonna blast me out about him in the house today, but she already know Leo cannot take the heat. That was punishment for Leo. he was so high, so he couldn't even drink his water. His eyes were red, and his the tongue, the flaps on the side of his mouth was all out. And my poor baby. Well, we gonna take better care of him. Bless his heart. But he's a bulldog, and uh, uh, he'll be all right. He's small, Shama. You just spoil the dog. But anyhow, we're not going to talk about Spar Leo on the air, but you have the dog so small. I mean, anybody that can give a dog a remote and set him up like he's pushing buttons to change the television channel. And, I mean, you know, the videos you made of him, man. You know, the world, the world, they... You did post some on YouTube. Uh, I think it was a, a Leo do something. Yeah, but that did. was on the other account. I, I never wanted to find him, but I couldn't. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna find someone on the computer when we're done. And if I find him, I have to watch. Yeah, he's he, he's a big boy now, but he's still he. You know, I need to start bringing him down here, make his mind get used to make him get used to the heat. Some he he's a bulldog. He has to be. You know, I ain't never had a dog shaman that just stayed in the house. You know, the other dog was 90-something pounds. But anyhow, we on the air, and you're recording. So. It's okay, Daddy. They they know we ain't, you know, they know we ain't got nothing to hide. It's okay, you know. We got to talk about Leo. Everything out in the open. Yes, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Daddy, did you call Patrickson? No, but I was going to do it when I saw you had called me. I said, Lord, let me call in. But he'll be getting off work if he ain't already off work. And I'll call him and I'll tell him, hey, son, scoot the phone over there. Or either I'll tell him uh, uh, I'll come and get the phone. I'm talking on over here so I can see him and I can get him to buy some of his popcorn. Okay, well, I better I better tell him he better make haste and he better get over there to the house. So go ahead on and. Do your program. I'm going to listen in for a minute, and then uh, uh, either I'll switch or not, and I'll call him up while, while I'm on the line listening. I'll call him okay, just, just you give uh, me his, like, when I get off the line, which is at 9, 
40, so I can take my shower and stuff. Just give me his number and I'll call him because you're working. Okay, okay. When you when you cut when you cut the record off, I'll give you the phone number. Okay, doc. Thank you. Okie dokie. So as we got that all out. You just cut it smooth off. They they listen to our segment. They say, boy, daddy and daughter are so deep. They come on and they talk before millions of people and they just play games. She be preaching and then she shut off and her and her daddy go into a zone on the line and, and we wanted her to tell us about obedience. <laughs> Oh, I can tell you all about obedience. Obedience, before we close out, because time be passing real fast when you're trying to get all you got to say out. So, obedience through an adult's eyes, they're like, so the child needs to obey, and if they don't, these are the consequences that will be set upon them. That's That's usually what they say, you know. But through a child's eyes, it depends on if the child is just like, okay, so there's different types of children. The obedient ones, the ones that actually try, that are actually doing good and actually, you know, do what they're supposed to do. The ones that are like, oh, you know, I'm going to just do this because if I wasn't here, y'all wouldn't, y'all would have to do it yourself. So, yeah, yeah. And those children that don't do nothing at all, and their parents clean up after. I mean, usually the spoiled ones. And so, back to what I was saying. So there's different types of children that have a different perspective on obedience. Like one might be like, man, obedience is just a word that wastes my time. Obedience is just a word that my parents make me do and make me look up and make me fuss about. And then there's the ones that are like, well, we need to be obedient because obedience always has a reward. And sometimes the reward is just us feeling good for doing the right thing. So I put, I, I'm more like the second one because the one where I said obedience is what we're supposed to do, like, a parent, they don't. They shouldn't have to make us be obedient. They should have, like, just you know, come and be like, oh, okay, see everything's clean. Cause a tip. Here's a tip for us children, and us teens. Do everything y'all supposed to do before y'all parents come home, and then y'all could watch TV or do whatever you want to do. Because sometimes we're like, oh, my show coming. I'm going to just watch a few of it, and then I'm going to wash the dishes. Well, the parents come home early, and then they see you haven't washed the dishes yet, and your show's still going on, and you sitting in front of the TV, y'all, like, okay, okay, one more episode. And then I'm going to stop it, and I'm going to do the dishes, sweep the floor, and vacuum. Well, your parents, they're already home. They saw you, they see, they saw you didn't do anything. So they're just like... Really? Why? Why didn't you do this? Now look. Oh, until 8.40.
Okay. I know. Well, Daddy's still on the line because I'm finna close out. Yes, I'm right here, dear. I have to cut it short. Go ahead. Well, I'll preach more on it tomorrow. Come on. Okay. Well, have a blessed night, everybody. And shalom. Shalom. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.